There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Box Press. We literally landed in Tennessee, meet up with you, have a bite to eat, and then you take us to the small cabin in the woods. I don't think I said it was a small cabin in the woods. I didn't say that you said that. It's just all perceived. Because you're like, oh, it's just like a little um, yeah. log cabin that my grandfather built. Yeah, yeah, I could see where he was. Yeah. He didn't actually build it, I guess. I had built. He had it built. You're, I forget you're a writer because whenever I say something, I'm just kind of like generalizing. I'm like painting big, broad strokes. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, that's not the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can say he built it. I mean, shit. No, that, I suppose that would be a, the be a tall task. of that should be <laughs> clarified. But. It depends how tall we want to tell the tale, you know? Well, and I think that's what's interesting about storytelling, right? Yeah. It's like you pick up something that somebody said, and then you have to internalize it. And then when you retell it, it might come out differently. That's right. That's probably the big problem, you know, like the biggest problem we have with disagreements is probably they're just misunderstandings, right? You know, now that you say that, we should probably get that picture with him with the uh, one eye patch and the shotgun and just put it like right yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> Perfect. This is where he built this, or had this, sorry, he had this built because he could no longer smoke inside the house. That's right. That house right there. Right over my shoulder. He had to, uh, he had to go out on the patio. And, he didn't like uh, that. He got tired of that. So. But he was able. He had to, this built. He was able to smoke in the house before, <laughs> though. You know, '90s. Sure, everybody's smoking in their house in the '90s. Sure. <laughs> Did your grandmother smoke? Is that why she allowed it? And then just maybe. I don't, you know, I was kind of a younger. You know, I was younger. I don't. She smoked cigarettes, but. Isn't that funny how you don't pick up on that? Yeah. Like when yeah. you're younger, you're just kind of like. I don't know. And I remember, like, I swear my mom and dad had ashtrays, but I don't, my mom was like, no, we quit smoking. And I was like, I don't. I specifically remember there being ashtrays. Yeah, I thought, I thought there were. Next to the couch here. <laughs> this cigar that we're smoking right now, I have no idea what it is. That's the beauty of Standard and Twain, but really kind of candy, nougaty, but not very nougat. Like, it's more of like, Almond, nah, I don't know. It's just a sweet. I get like I kind of like it's like malt. Like there's yeah. some malty stuff going on, right? It is a unique flavor. It's almost that it is a little bit hard to place. Um, I think you're right. I, I, I get almonds, some nuts, some um, cocoa, maybe a little bit. Not too much spice. What do you think about it? I love it because the sweetness that I like out of a cigar is that you know, just kind of enough, but not obviously too sweet. Uh-huh, yeah. But just enough. I'm ne I've never been a big fan of like anything sharp, uh, astringent, bitter, you know. I think it needs to have, you know, a second element to kind of cool down whatever. So what do you mean by it. sharp? I, it might just be like under-fermented tobacco, okay. or it might be, too much ammonia, which like the like, like the flavor like stays on your palate too long, kind of thing. No, like it hits when it hits my palate. It's like whoa, oh, like it's yeah, all yeah. like something concentrated in one area. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah then yeah. I'm just kind of like, 
okay, this is too much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't know, super hoppy beers. It's like, okay, after a while, you're like, I can't take that. I get just, it. I'm burnt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, this is pretty, um, it, it's, I don't know, it's tasty. It sits on your, your palate well, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited to, uh, uh, more than even the cigar itself is I'm excited to, to see your what you think when we do the cigar reveal because right. it's a very unique cigar and I was honestly a little I'm, I'm not gonna spoil anything here but I was I was a, um, a little bit skeptical going yeah. into the first time I smoked it because of the blend um, but I, I, I love the cigar I think it's great yeah amazing uh, let's talk about why standard and Twain even came about because when we talk about like clubs, Cigar of the Month clubs, you can go by price, you can go by value, you can yeah. go by quantity, you can go by rarity, you know? Right. Like there's tons that are doing rare things. What's unique about yours is you're removing any band and really the only thing you have to go by is maybe the color of the cigar, if you're looking at it. I would love to figure out a way to even remove that. That's funny you say that because like maybe blindfolds in the packages going forward. Yeah, what do you man. think? It's very it's <laughs> tough. But Perdomo was telling me that's how they do their blind. Really? So they have a partner like you and I. Okay. And yeah. Nate and I tried it, so I blindfolded Nate and yep. then I cut and lit his cigar. Yeah. And did everything for him. Right. And he couldn't see anything. Which even I removing the labels, there's still a lot of bias with the wrapper. You can totally yeah. Yeah, if it's darker, you might have a preconceived notion. You're going to assume something, absolutely. And that's uh, like um, for wine, for like the judgment of Paris, you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. That's, uh, gosh, I believe it was, I'm going to get my decade wrong here, maybe the 60s, uh, when, when French wine was, you know, considered universally the best wine in the world. Sure. They had a competition with the California, with like Napa Valley wines in Paris and expecting, you know, French to just dominate. So they did blind tastings. And that was the first time that's really what propelled California wines into where it is now because the French judges were so pretentious about, they were sure that they were drinking French wine when a lot of times they were actually drinking the Napa Valley wines and what? vice versa. And, um, and then another uh, uh, test uh, they did with wine is what you're saying about color with this with the wrapper um if you drink a wine you don't know whether it's white or red you'd think like you can definitely tell yeah, being a white and a red right if you put a blindfold on you can they, they did these tests and if you if they tell you that it's or you know what they did they didn't do blindfolds they did uh dye they colored a yellow uh, a white wine to a red and or, and vice versa and then you taste flavor characteristics that you would associate with a red or a white, which is, it's the opposite, you know. Oh, this is, you know, buttery and, you know, stuff like that, which you would associate with like a Chardonnay or whatever. Right. But it's actually a colored cab or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, they've proven that that is a thing. You have we so just have no idea. Like we have no idea. Well, it's just because it's, it's so, once you dive into it, it's so interesting how Bias. our brains manipulate, how our eyes manipulate what our brain is and our, 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 you know, our palate is tasting. So much. And you don't, you don't really realize it. Um, 
until you really kind of deep dive and really start blind tasting. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of stories. Coca-Cola, um, they got rid of the red uh, cans one time. They, they went to the polar bears, uh, you know, those Coca-Cola polar bear yeah. characters. They just had those and they removed the red from their cans and everybody started complaining that it wasn't a, the Coca-Cola wasn't a sweet tasting as it used to be because we associate that Coca-Cola red flavor with that sweet taste. Yeah. And so as soon as they took the red away, sales started going down. And so they brought it back and you know, oh went right goodness. back up. So there's all kinds of stories like that. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, and cigars, you know, especially um, these days, cigar labels and um, you know branding and all that stuff is is it's progressing into um, I guess I don't know out of the the old ways of, of doing it right old sure. you know used to be for guys in fedoras and tobacco plantations right right and now it's um, you know you're seeing a lot of millennial uh, marketing and, and branding and, and labels and um, and, you know, for example, um, a lot of cigar labels now have like, they have the thing on the label that it's supposed to taste like, right? Like ice cream or, for example, oh, sure. Rojas, which I love the cigar. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, but street tacos. They have the street tacos. And I swear to God, when you smoke that cigar, you're tasting like that charred, you know, cedary wood grilled yeah. flavor, right? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, so there's a lot of even more bias when you're smoking cigars, which is, like I said, it's fine. It's fun. You don't have a problem with it. But if you really want to take away the bias, you, you have to remove the labels. And, and that's how you really learn to figure out what cigars you enjoy. And that's how this all started is you and a bunch of buddies. Yeah. Getting together for cigars. Everyone buy a cigar, remove the label, and then basically exchange it was right here you know right here right here yeah <laughs> we got together um this was like after college so you know lots of uh, my friends we got had, you know moved out of state for jobs or they got married and whatever but during christmas you know they all come home because yeah. you know there's their families here um parents and whatnot so they come back here and uh so we thought you know let's make a night of it you know one night let's all get together do cigars but we smoke cigars all the time, but how do we make it unique? Well, let's go, you know, go to your respective cigar stores, find the best cigar you, they have, remove the label. And then, um, and, and we, so we did that. We brought them all, all together and we drew uh, you know, a card, a high card. And then we just go through and do like a draft. We just like pick which one based on just how the cigar looks, but without right. any, uh, any labels on it. Um, and then we smoked and smoke blind and at the end whoever had you know whoever cigar they were smoking they would tell you what it was um and it was such a unique experience and it was such a fun way to smoke right and there is something when you smoke blind you you do have to focus more on what's happening with the cigar if you're smoking with the label you already know what the brand is you already know what the country is you're just not going to smoke it with the same uh focus Right. Um, as if, uh, if you're smoking blind, you have no idea and you're really trying to figure out the flavors and, and what the cigar is. Um, so it's, uh, 
it's almost like a more enhanced version, in my opinion, of, of smoking a cigar. Um, so that's what, that's, what, that's, what we, that's what we found, and we kept doing it every year. And finally, we're like, how do we, you know, this would be so fun to, you know, bring other people into this experience. Right. And uh, you know, so we, we kept opening it up more and more to other, you know, friends, other circles. Um, but, if, but finally, it became like a, a project. Like, how do we get this out to people? And that's kind of how Standard and Twain started. Um, and it was more of a project, but people really enjoyed it. And then it started to transition into something more and eventually became a, a full-on business. And, and here we are. When you mean a project, does it mean you were just like sending it out to your buddies? Yeah. And they just like reimburse you? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I did it um, at, in beta for a long time. Sure. Um, just trying to, you know, figure out the packaging, figure out what's the best way to do it. Of course, you remember the, the tags that we used to do. Yeah. And that was a whole situation. Tied on the end of the cigar. I'm like, dang, whoever has this <laughs> job, that's a tough job. So, yeah, it was a lot of um, uh, trial and error and figuring out the best way to do it. And we, we're still, still figuring out new, new ways to, to innovate. You guys skip a step that I called you on. Oh, come on. You, you tried to keep the band on and then just throw this big thing over it? Well, because people, you know, I get it. They have their journals and stuff, and they want to tape the label, you know, into the journal and stuff like that. So I got a couple complaints. So we tried it out, but... But just tape this label, because you can scan the QR code. Doesn't that stay up indefinitely? Or Look, no? you can't please everybody, man. Hey, man, that's what I'm saying. If you're into collecting labels, wrong, <laughs> wrong club. This is not the club for you. If you want to collect labels, don't. Mm -hmm. This is not the club. But I absolutely love that, that whole aspect of you really have to pay attention to the cigar, but not, not like I told you, I grabbed one of these cigars when I went snowblowing yeah. and I had a great experience with it until it fell in the puddle. Why are snowblowing where there was also puddles? It was the last snow of the year. Let me tell you, it was tough, but I'm just glad to find out what a snowblower is. Yes. So. You learned, you learned something, <laughs> but I, right when I lit, I was like, man, I really like this. There's something about it that I like. And then the fun part about it is to scan it and be like, okay, what is that? That's what I love about it. I'm not going to take any sort of preconceived notion as to what I think it is. Yeah. Or what it should be. And if there had been a label on it and you're, you're, you know, you're busy, you know, you're, 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 would you have even noticed that it was as good as it was? Would you have enjoyed it as much? Maybe not. Because you're assuming that it's, oh, yeah, another cigar. I'm going to smoke it. Yeah. Or, like, I'll find out the price point or whatever. I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's so many cigars that are a great price point. The price points are, that's a big, that's a big thing. I really um, try to diversify the prices um, from, you know, $8 or so up to, I mean, we had a, we had the Padron 26 last year. We had a Davidoff Millennium last year, just because those are like $25, $30 cigars. Right. So we'll, you know, we'll throw those in there. And it's funny because rarely, if ever, so the first time I did it, I was like, people are going to, people are going to go crazy once they find out what the cigar is and how much right. it costs. Nothing. Nobody was like, this cigar was, I can't believe y'all sent this cigar and, you know, no disrespect to those two cigars. Those are both good cigars, but other cigars that are maybe $8 or $12, I would get messages like, man, that was one of the best cigars I've had of the year. 
you know, whatever. So I've, <laughs> I've kind of given up that $30 thing because it's just people, when you're smoking at blinds, price isn't a factor. You find out mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a big difference than finding out before. Exactly. So, yeah. There's a built-in value to that price, right? Like what I paid for it and what I'm going to try to get out of it. Absolutely. You're going to work hard if you paid $30 to You're going to try real hard to like it. Out of it. And yeah. I think when you remove the label, that's what you do on every cigar. Mm -hmm. And then you get to be the judge whether or not it's worth exactly. having in your humidor. So, yeah. So, I think what happened was um, they smoked it, looked at the price, and said, yeah, this is a very expensive cigar. I probably won't smoke this again. <laughs> you know? Either that or it's just like, okay, you know. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was good. And, yeah, it's worth, you know. Right. 18, 20, Sounds right. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds right, yeah. Um, but when you find those gems that you're like, oh, I really like that, and it's only 8 bucks or 10 bucks, right. okay, I, I really like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so you got that, you got, you know, there's, there's so much that goes into cigars, prices, countries. Right. Um, of course, factories, um, brands. Um, you know, we do a... Every couple months now, we'll do a what we call a factory reveal, and that's just instead of doing the brands, which we we you know we like to f focus mostly on on brands and highlighting them, but um, we'll occasionally do a factory reveal where it's a cigar that doesn't have a brand; it's just from a factory, and we'll highlight the factory itself, and we'll have uh, you know whoever owns the factory, for example, uh, Tobacco La Isla. Um, Hosto, so he'll make a video introducing um, people to his factory, and and we'll do like, look, if you like this cigar, here's what else he's making. Here are other brands coming out cool. of his factory, so look for those as well. So, so on that factory stuff though, it's not a, it's not something you could buy over the counter then. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's just whatever they produce for your club. One time. Uh, I was explaining to somebody what I do, and I was talking about, you know, the packaging, and, yeah. they're, all, and they're like, so it sounds like, <laughs> she said, it sounds like when you help uh, a bride, um, a bridesmaid put together, like, her uh, invitations, and you just do that every single month, and I'm like, shit, when you put it that way... <laughs> Ugh, it doesn't sound too great. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, you know, because... Every month, it's a, you got to start as soon as the month's over. You turn around, you start, you start doing it again. Right. You know, you got the cigars ready, and now it's time to make them look, look like this. Yeah. And you just get that going. As soon as it goes out, start it again. Every month. <coughs> I saw you try to tie those cigars, so. I tried to, to, to I saw you try to tie the envelopes. So Dude, that I, is no joke. That, I did tie it, and you were like, no, that's not right. Let me do it. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is not easy. And you got a lot in here. I mean, you have tasting cards. You got everything unbanded, all the cellophane off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we've got uh, the Bovita packs and the beautiful little, this might be one of my favorite parts of the packaging is the sticker on top here. The, the tab, the, the packaged by Bovita? Absolutely. Or protected by Bovita, I should yeah, say, yeah. not packaged by us. But the standard in Twain part, I mean, I dove deep into that when I yeah. first signed up for this subscription. I was like, what is this all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always do that too, right? Because I want to know what niche of the market you're hitting. Mm -hmm. I have no idea at this time. Um, I bought into the concept right away. 
as soon as I figured it out. Yeah. But the story with Standard and Twain, and what was the book that he wrote? A letter to tobacco? It was a letter called Concerning Tobacco. Concerning Tobacco. And so when I found it, again, like I said, it was, um, you know, there's been multiple pieces that have kind of that brought Standard and Twain together. It was the, it was the Christmas blind tastings. It was, uh, and, and one aspect was reading Concerning Tobacco by Mark Twain. And uh, it's such a, a funny, you know, all of his writing's funny. And he's such a cigar guy. I mean, he's probably like one of the most famous cigar right. people of all time, right? Um, and so concerning tobacco, he, he's, he starts by saying, you know, everybody, everybody thinks that they have a standard of their own, but actually no one really knows what their standard is. We're all just, um, we, we think that we know what we're doing, but we really don't. And he's talking about life and he's talking about cigars. And then he starts to tell a story about how all of his friends would give him so much shit for smoking these horrible cigars, 10 cent cigars, right? <laughs> and they all smoke their dollar cigars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are nice. Those are very nice, yeah. And so one day they had a, they had a dinner party and they had cigars afterwards and he snuck in there early and he switched the bands from his friend's cigars to his cigars. Or sorry, he brought his cigars and he switched and put his friend's bands on his cigars. And they smoked, uh, they smoked them not knowing that, yeah. he, that they were actually smoking, you know. And, and so by the end, you know, they, they had no idea. And, um, I, actually have, I wrote part of the letter here. Um, I put this one actually in our box this month. And it's just such a funny story. Um, and he ends it with, am I certain of my own standard? Perfectly, yes, absolutely. Unless somebody fools me by putting my brand on some other kind of cigar, for no doubt I am like the rest and know my cigar by the brand instead of the flavor. Really? And I'm just like, that's Done. it, man. Done. That's it, right? So we called it Standard and Twain. It's an amazing letter. Yeah, it's, it's funny. And so that's kind of where that, that lay, kind of lays the, the, the base for the foundation for the whole company. So... It's beautiful. Yeah, man. I read that and I was like, oh, man. How come, no, how come no one has done this before? Well... It was like written in his letter to be the <laughs> perfect complement to what you're doing. Exactly. And, you know, blind tasting is not a new thing. Um, but historically for cigars, it's been... Who's, who's the blind tastings? Cigar aficionado, right? Those are the guys, they do the blind tastings and they do the, the reviews in, their mag, in the back of the magazines. Yeah. But you don't get it blind as a consumer. Like you yeah, but you're not doing it blind. So it's like the, the, the blind tastings have been reserved for the, the editors in Manhattan. Right. And nobody else could do it unless you did it yourself. And that's you know, kind of a pain in the ass. Um, so this is kind of a way to, to bring that to whoever wants to do it in an easy, accessible way. Um, Unbelievable. So yeah, so it's Unbelievable. Been fun. Speaking of, yeah. should, we, yeah. should we scan the code? Yeah. All right. My favorite part. I gotta do a 10 second thing.
We're out in the country. Do I have to like, you know, 20 seconds now? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't even know. Is there even cell phone service so, out here? Cell phone service is low. <laughs> Let's hook up to somebody's Wi-Fi. We'll get the code here. Okay, good. So I love the fact. Hang on. I got to go into screen record mode. Oops. So, cigar. I get what you're saying now. It'd be great to start with um, not the name, but the anatomy. And then, then you could then the, do the flavors. And we you, have them tiered yeah. into thirds. First. So you could, you know, you smoke a third and then you go check it out. See what flavors you got there. And then you can kind of oh. just do that. So first third says black pepper, which I didn't get a ton of that. Yeah, so that's, that's true. That's true. I mean, I didn't say it. Yeah, but that's interesting because if if you would have said, "Oh yeah, this is peppery," mm -hmm. yeah, I probably yeah. would have been like, "That's probably not for me." Right, right, that's right. That's what I love about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how do you know that's not for you? <laughs> you just already pegged it because you had like a super peppery cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not for you. Right. But in the right quantities, it's not a bad thing. Exactly. So that already changes caramel. Love caramel. Who does caramel? And then vanilla. We said no. caramel down here, but oh, you do. You know, well, we're in uh, McFear's Barrow. <laughs> McFear's bro, McFear's bro. It's caramel in Murfreesboro. In Murfreesboro, it's caramel. <laughs> okay, hang on though. First, oh that that's all in the first third. Okay, first third is black pepper, vanilla, and caramel. Second third is cream, cedar, and milk chocolate. And the final third is earth, plum, and mixed berries. It's funny that you had the berries because like towards the um, beginning of the last third, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this kind of tastes like a sweet brandy. Oh, really? We should have done a little like one last, like what flavors are we getting before we checked, but. Well, I'll be honest. I ain't making it up. <laughs> it's definitely, I don't know. it's not the same as this. That's for sure. God knows I don't taste cigars that well. But this is the Casa 1910. Have you had that one? I don't know because this is part of their new, I've only had their, well, they all have orange bands on them. So this is the Tierra Blanco and it's a, it's a hundred percent Mexican blend. Was this the first one that they came out it's with? It's the second one, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So they have some new blends. Um, that are different countries uh, blends but i especially wanted this one because how often do you get to smoke a 100 percent mexican cigar that's no. actually worth smoking right well yeah we maybe talked never about that. <laughs> we talked about that with them because it's mexican tobacco has been so pegged as like subset like Absolutely. all the good stuff was picked and moved to be moved into blends of other premium sticks. Yeah. But never all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get like this ultra premium cigar from Mexico? Exactly. And if you did, I just didn't know about it. Right. I think it's a really good cigar. I love what they're doing. It's, that's that kind of, you can, you can really, an, an industry can get so entrenched in just their ways and not innovate. Right. And I think cigars were there for a long time. And uh, 
and so now is people like that just like this just somebody who's like you know what why why right. can't mexican tobacco be good why can't we do a mexican puro and uh so i i don't know i i respect what they're doing um i love it manolo uh is uh he just seems like a really cool dude i haven't met him but uh, i've talked to him a few times and uh amazing guy look what those guys are doing man and i, I think it's a great cigar very good so cigar review reveal number 187 i love the fact that you're numbering them too yeah you know you gotta keep up i love it gotta keep up it kind of has that like cachet of like yeah i've been around since you know the first 50. <laughs> yeah, no, like right. i tried the first 50 or the first 20 or whatever <laughs> or if you start now it's like yeah sweet i started at 187. have you ever recycled a cigar maybe way back i mean the first probably 40 or so are are that's kind of like what we were doing in beta okay. it was only sending it to maybe you know 30 or 40 people wow um you know we hadn't like officially like launched Guy. i've probably gone back um and and redone a couple of those but but since you've officially launched no we try to do yeah we we, we try not to recycle no there's enough cigars out there oh my god yeah <laughs> we got a long way to go still though there's a, there's a lot to Which do is fun there's a lot of, of innovation you know i think that hasn't been that we haven't been able to tap into in the industry um i think with if you look at like coffee wine even bourbon they're in certain ways they're way ahead of the game um when compared to cigars um just stuff like i don't know regu like regulations in a good way as far as like uh, you have to for example for wine you know if you're gonna say this wine is from a certain place or it's made a certain way you have to be able to like back it up right you know, you have to have, now I'm sure that might get me in trouble. I don't know if a lot of people are going to want to do that if the, the man, on the manufacturing side. But, um, or just, you know, unique ways to, to taste um, in, in coffee, in, in wine. Um, there's a cigar, uh, sorry, coffee subscription. Yep. Um, who also, they do blind coffee tastings and they do it really well. Uh, and you can pretty much find that in any industry except until now cigars right. so there's a lot more to be done i love that yeah it's kind of you've opened up the door to a lot of possibilities that weren't there before i hope so i appreciate that i think yeah <laughs> i appreciate you bringing it to us <laughs>